What are the non-negotiables we choose when we are faced with new challenges as part of our ongoing healing? Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer, the fear, the love, the changes, the surprising gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Welcome back, everyone. And today's episode is truly a continuation of our last episode. And we're going to get into, once again, ongoing healing. And it's something that we need to, I would say, truly pay attention to what our inner core is saying to us. For example when we go back for our checkups and we have certain tests that have to be done and some of the things that we start to feel and do we say, oh my gosh, that pain, what could that be? Or there's a new symptom because maybe we changed a medication. So Maggie, what I'd like to know is your perspective on how you faced ongoing healing with, let's say, the checkups and some of the blood work we go through and some of maybe these signs and symptoms that start to appear. Um, I have I have my good days and my bad days at, at approaching them, right? And I will say, um, maybe not bad, I'll be gracious with myself. <laughs> some days I'm I'm better than others at looking forward to them. So right now is a great time to ask me that question because (laughs) this Thursday I have my second six month check-in. Okay. It feels so weird to even, I had to think about it. It feels weird to say that. So I have my second six month checkup with my oncologist and I'm due to schedule my bone scan, but I'm chasing insurance questions first, but I have to schedule a bone scan because mm-hmm. of the hormone blockers I'm on. And I'm due, I just got the letter in the mail yesterday. I'm due for my next mammogram. Oh. So I'm sitting here like, oh, um, um <laughs> I want to get these done and right. get to the other side of them, but I want to go into them not worried. And so for me, it is putting that whole what if practice into place that I talk about of what if my oncologist is just, you know, beaming with how well I'm doing and I, the bone scan is clear and no change and my mammogram is the same. Mm. And so, so in some cases, when we, like, I do start to get that worry of, oh man, like I feel over here, it feels different or I get a twinge of pain over here and it's like, uh-oh. What if they find, and I go right to, they're going to find something on the scan because of this little pain. And it's like, no, what if the radiation that was here is still, you know, 
working its way through the scar tissue, whatever's there is still exactly settling, right? So mm-hmm. it is that mindset practice for me of um, not getting caught up in what I don't want to be the case and focusing on what I want to believe is the case or what I do believe is the case with whatever the pain or the appointment is about. Right. It's it's sometimes we get to the point where we are jumping the gun. We are fearful of the unknown and we don't even, we don't even have an answer yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just like, all right, we just jump in full force. It's gotta be A, B, C, or D. And we play, like you said, that mind game and you're going into your second six month check-in or checkup. I have been doing six-month checkups ever since I was told I was in remission. And this October will be seven years since I was diagnosed. Sorry, a little celebration there. (laughs) And I just recently went for that six-month checkup and everything, thankfully, is fine. What I'm going into, which is on Friday, is a colonoscopy. And my biggest fear is, oh my gosh, my grandmother had colon cancer. Mm. Um, A lot of women that I know that had breast cancer ended up with colon cancer. Not the doc. My doctor told me they did. They're not. There's no link to that. Okay, but I just heard of so many women that I know that went through it. So I go for my colonoscopies every three to five years, depending on whether or not they find a polyp. And my biggest issue is, oh my God, is it now the cancer is, is it in my colon? You know, so you do play Mm -hmm. that game of saying, "Uh uh-oh, that's it. It's, 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 it's gotta be there. But the bottom line is I'm going for these tests and doing this procedure to, for precautionary measures, preventative measures, you know? Yes. And and that's that's something that's truly, some, day, some days I'm, I'm really worried about it and other days I don't even give it a second thought. That's good. It's true. I just, I'm like, the bottom line is whatever the outcome is, is the outcome. And I will handle it when I find the outcome. So why am I going to be the one to say and get so caught up in that hamster wheel and that everything else doesn't matter except that's all I keep thinking about? Yeah. You know, and a lot of us do that. It's just natural to just start to worry about it. Well, and you, know? and you made me think two things because number one, you like the precautionary aspect of your ongoing colonoscopies, right? Mm-hmm. All we can do is take those precautionary actions, right? Right. And do what we can, which is why ongoing healing focus becomes more important, right? But but this is an interesting thing that came to mind is I, with my six-month check-in with my oncologist, there was no blood work asked for. And I'm like, really? What is he going to just look at me and know? Like, how? I'm, so, I'm, 
I'm going to be honest. I'm a little taken back by that, to be honest with you. Okay. That's good to know because I, my nurse was, I immediately contacted my nurse navigator and said, um, I noticed there was no blood. I work. I want to do labs. And she said, well, the oncologist didn't call for it. Let me check with him. Hmm. But what is the checkup? If it's just looking at me, I don't look like I have cancer. <laughs> exactly. And like I said, I, I, I just jumped in right away because it just took me by surprise because like I said, I've been going for every six month checkup and I literally go for blood work the week before. Okay, so that makes me feel better, but here's the point, right? For our mm-hmm. listeners, I would have just gone to the appointment. I would have just right. chatted with them, but I feel good about advocating for myself now to get that blood work done to bring myself that comfort because I want to see my levels that I've always been watching while I've been going through my journey and feel more comfort that way as well. Right. And I, there are women out there that have to get mammograms. I don't get mammograms because I have no breast tissue and I have implants, but the treatment plan and the ongoing healing for all of this is MRIs every two years. Okay. Okay. And then one doctor says two years and the other one says five years. And I'm like, nope, we're doing this every two years. And the reason I am so persistent about it is because I've been having problems with my implants. And that's something that's ongoing healing, scar tissue, pain, they move, and I literally have to just sit sometimes in just silence and say, what is my body trying to tell me? Okay, what is going on? I do breathing exercises because it can literally drive me crazy. Hmm. Every once in a while, I'll walk around the house going, these things are annoying. (laughs) Well, you've talked about them getting in your way. They're in my way. They're actually sometimes in my way. And the reason they're in my way is because the pockets that were sewn to keep them in place, they both opened up. And we, we, we talked about this (laughs) in the couple of previous, uh, in the previous episode, I think two ago. (laughs) And, you know, it's part of the journey and it's an ongoing, continuous thing, you know, and we have to realize that there are certain things that we can do. All right. There are small steps to consistently living life on your terms. Okay. This is your journey. Yep. And nobody else's. <laughs> I love that. And we all are different. We all might've been diagnosed with breast cancer, but our journeys are just so, 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 so different. And we're all unique. And we all prioritize things more than others. And I know that you do have certain healing habits to get you through some of these obstacles, some of these challenges, you know, Mm -hmm. some of these new fears. And what might they be? Well, um, I, I have, I have a few, but the, 
the biggest bucket that I will speak to of my my non-negotiable healing habit is my morning me time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, me too. And it's interesting because I am such a perfectionist and I like structure and all of that. I used to try to get it right in my me time. Like it's going to be meditation and then journaling, or it's going to be guided meditation. And then now I call it. Oh no, absolutely not. I don't. I call (laughs) it my me time because that frees me up to do whatever my mind or body feels like it wants to do during that time. But it's at least it's never shorter than 30 minutes, but it's usually an hour to almost an hour and a half. Sometimes it's a little stretching and exercise plus right. my meditation. Sometimes it's journaling, walking around the yard. Like it's all these different things, but that has become a non-negotiable. And the thing I will say, I loved your wisdom about the, it has to be on our terms, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I worked so hard to create the space in my self-inflicted crazy, crazy world and crazy days to create the space to heal and to create the space to to learn what self-care looked like for me and then do it, right? I don't want to unravel all that. Right, right. You know, and there are days that we turn around and say, I'm not doing my morning routine, but I still have me time. So what I mean by that is like literally last night I had a problem sleeping and I slept in. And instead of going to the gym by 6 a.m., I didn't get to the gym till 7, 7, 15, but I still did my me time. I still did my morning, you know, ritual or routine or whatever you want to call it. And I just love the fact that you said, that your morning routine had to be so many minutes of meditation, so many minutes of journaling and so many. And I'm, I was actually the same way. And then I was like, this was stressing me out. And that's not what this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be setting me up for success for the day and feeling happy and great. And I was like, there's gotta be a better way here. And that's when I said, all right, if I journal first and then go to the gym, so what? Right. <laughs> or if you sleep in and give or, your body sleep, right? right. Then go yeah. to the gym. <laughs> and it's then all, go to the gym. Yeah. I you think, know. I think you said it earlier too. Listening to our body becomes so key. And I, I used to always only treat my body as a vehicle to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And I have so much more respect and even just I honor my body so much more now. And I want it to be healthy. I don't want it to just be thin and trim like I used to when I was younger. I want my body to be healthy. And exactly. listening to it is I, I I learn more about that every day. Yeah, it's it's something that not only going through this type of journey, but I I believe women in general, because you're always on the go constantly, you're Mm -hmm. always on that hamster wheel that we don't realize that if that wheel should stop, what's next? What are we doing? And we don't realize that if that hamster wheel keeps going, what it truly, how it truly affects us physically 
which leads into certain illnesses and diseases. It's just, yeah, it, it's just, it happens. I know sometimes people don't want to say it that way, but more and more that I am doing research and self-development and all kinds of different classes that I take, it's just, everybody keeps saying the same thing. That if you keep going like this, you're setting yourself up for some type of illness or disease. And I wish I knew this when I was a kid, teenage, 20s, starting the family on how to take myself and prioritize me first. Mm. And it's not being selfish. By all means, it's not being selfish. So this ongoing healing journey is also a learning practice. Like you said, what are the lessons are we learning here? Yeah. And And, and still learning. You're how many years into your cancer freeness. Yeah. (laughs) And still learning. It's going to be seven. Absolutely. It's going to be seven years. Yeah. And I honestly feel that not only is it ongoing, but it changes as we change. Yeah. And that that is just, that's to me, that's key is being able to have the awareness that it's changing and how am I going to pivot to keep my ongoing healing the way I want it to be. Yeah. You know, that's, um, I, I think that there was so much wisdom in all that you just said there, but if you, if you wanted to tell our listeners, uh, a, a key thing to think about as they think about their nav- their ongoing healing, navigating their ongoing healing, what would you say? I can kind of wrap it up and say, take the small steps to consistent, to, to being consistent with your healing journey, whatever that looks like for you. Like we both have separate morning routines and whatnot, okay? And making them non-negotiable and putting them on our calendar and fitting it in there and creating the space for it. You know, whatever that looks like. Some people have a little area of their office where they have a chair, like I have a chair that I bought and I journal and I have my salt lamp and that's my space. That's mine. I come in here, I shut the door. Everybody knows don't bother mommy. Don't bother the wife. (laughs) Nobody call either. So those are the key things that I believe are just so important to one's ongoing healing. I I would, I I don't even know if I can uh, top that. I think that's just a a great summary of all that we've talked about. But one thing I will add to it is... When we love ourselves, and when we continue to strive for that meaningful connection with ourself is when we do listen and take care of ourselves. So I just feel like if we're, if we're loving on ourselves mm-hmm. and, and constantly keeping that in mind that we'll, we'll keep it going. Right. Right. That's what keeps me focused on it. Um, it's when I forget to kind of go inward and look back this way and stay right. out here that I start to forget all the things that I need to do to take care of me. Right, right. Uh, well, I think at this point, 
this is once again a good time to end this episode. And how do you feel about this part of I don't I don't even know what the words are. <laughs> I just got kind of tongue-tied because it's it's stirring up a lot, you know, when it when we really have to pay attention and look in because you summed it up. I gave certain steps and and ways to handle it, but you truly put it in a way where the individual comes first, if that makes sense. Well, you just I, so maybe it's the words that I use. To, like to me, again, I've said this connection is my core value. It's one of my core values. And I have not had meaningful conversations with myself or meaningful True. connections with myself because I'm so focused out here on everyone else. Cause like you said, us as women, we tend to nurture others, focus on others, care for others. And so just continuing to flip that in, it gets me a little emotional yeah, I just, too. <laughs> our, our audience is probably saying, okay, I thought they were ending and here's Dina bringing it back up again, you know, yeah. but these, little do they these... know we're going to go have a glass of wine and cry together. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the part, that's the beauty of healing. And I truly want to wrap up here. And that is, ongoing healing. Love it. So once again, Maggie, thank you so much. And uh, till the next episode. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found value in today's episode. And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com where you can also find additional information and resources.